0: We would be honored if you would join us.
1: All right, everyone, welcome to a very special episode of Dungeon Crawlers. Though you are listening to this now, know that we, we recorded this episode. Why we are talking in this very moment, it is Star Wars Day, May the 4th. And since, well, we might like Star Wars more than a little bit, because if you've been listening to this show, even for more than a couple episodes, you know that for a fact. The only thing more true about our d- love for Star Wars is Krebs' love for Kroll, 1983. <laughs> but, yes. Um, that is probably the only thing that trumps Star Wars and Krebs' life. Uh, well, excuse I, me, I, except for his wife and his kids. But in the geek realm, it is that. So um, we've got some good topics. We're going to be talking about stars quite a bit. We've, we're We're still going to keep to our format, we've got some geek news. Uh, We'll have the Gamer Forge at the end. We're going to have some fun Star Wars topics. We're going to have some fun with tonight's episode Uh, or today's episode or this morning's episode. Whenever it is you're listening to it, just know that space and time don't exist. They wrap around and it's kind of a wobbly thing. So with that said, let's jump into news. I'll hand it over to Krebs. So we'll jump into that fast and we're just going to be going at, you know, 12... Parsecs or something. I just yeah. We'll I cover just, twelve parsecs on our. I way to just that. totally crashed and burned that. Like, uh, you know, you got uh, a razor crest. Yeah. You know.
2: Hey, your intro was the fastest hunk of junk in
1: the galaxy.
0: It was the fastest hunk of junk. Which <laughs> made me feel me, good, is? like flying T 16s back home in Bakers Canyon.
2: Yeah. Pretty sure you bullseyed that just like your Womp rats back home.
1: Yes.
0: All right. Alrighty, All right. so. Well take in... it over, Cad Bane. Oh. <laughs> I'll try spinning. That's a neat trick. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop.
2: Yeah, that was totally wizard
0: Alton. <laughs> That's not right in the uh
1: for your laser Swords. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so in tech news President Biden is set to sign an executive order and a national security memo to advance quantum technologies. Now, I saw this headline, and as a software developer myself, this absolutely grabbed my attention. And I read through the article, and I want you to know it says it uses a lot of words to say almost nothing. But really what they're saying is that in our current evolution of computing, both at home and at the commercial or federal level, we are now exploring and entering that very real phase of uh, cracking quantum computing wide open. And because we're able to do that, it is also pot- it is also the potential that other uh, external entities can do this. And very much like the space race, all of a sudden the U.S. is extremely concerned that we get quantum computing first – if at all possible, or as soon as possible, because of what it means for our national cybersecurity and the economic market, etc., etc. However, they also highlight uses for quantum computing involving medicine and the sciences and other things that are totally philanthropic. This is exciting that they're signing this executive order. I still don't know exactly what this means. I hope it means tons of money for private research. I hope that's what it means. Second, T-Mobile has a home internet device, and they've had it for several many months now, but they're trying to get it into more homes. And so they have started a program where you can try the T-Mobile at-home internet device for free up to 15 days. Now, typically what this means is that you'll go in, you'll pay for it. It's like 50 bucks, which is not that bad. You get the device, you get it home, you set it up, you have two weeks to try it. And if within those two weeks, you don't like it, you take it back, you get a full credit back. So, uh, this is important. I actually did try this device uh, when I was looking for a, a, an improvement in my internet service provider situation. And I will tell you that for me, it did not work at the time. It didn't work for what I needed, but it is a 5g device. And if, you're, if you only have a couple of streaming devices in your home or if you live solo or with a partner, there is a strong possibility that this device could meet your needs. So for two weeks, give it a try and see what you think. And then finally, because it is Star Wars Day. Okay, so Hasbro has announced one of my all-time favorite things. Uh, they are reproducing in their original scale and detail. The 1970s, 1980s action figures for Star Wars. This includes the cheesy, hard-to-explain slide-out lightsaber blade that is mostly thick until it gets to the end when it has a tiny wisp for some reason. But uh, it has that in its exact uh, replicated likeness including the little vinyl capes and coats on the nice. different characters they are doing a stormtrooper darth vader luke skywalker princess leia chewbacca and han solo as one pack and they'll be doing a pack at least one pack per movie
1: well isn't that the original what they did for the very first one they had that original pack where it was empty and then you had a coupon to send in because they didn't have them made yet I think, I think that's, I think that's what correct. Doing. It's probably yeah. based on that.
2: When yeah. when I was collecting these figures, I never had the empty box. I always just got the single bubble packs. Yep. And uh and I still have many of those to this day. Not in great condition because I played with them as a child
1: would, but I still have them and I still love them. And I'm I glad. Wish that I wish I with still them. had all mine. Um, there, there was nothing more cool than flipping that little tab over and then sliding that leg. Right? Because I mean now. You buy, you buy the figures and the lightsaber is just already extended and put it in their hand. Some, sometimes you get
2: one that like, you, you get like a hilt with no blade and a hilt with a blade so you can swap them in and out. Yeah. But, um, in fact, actually the return of the Jedi, the original 1983 return of the Jedi Luke action figure, his lightsaber was a separate entity. It was not a sliding, it wasn't a sliding weapon. That was the first time they did it. Also, interestingly enough, 1983
0: is when they released Kroll. Go ahead, Alton. What is your news? Well, see, seeing as how I am uh, basically the resident armchair lawyer, uh, I, I'm just going to pontificate for a moment, if I can, on the state of the weird situation down by way of Disney uh, in Florida. Uh, so for those of you who haven't heard about this, which I'd be very surprised if you haven't heard at least something or other, uh, there was some unpleasantness uh, between Governor DeSantis of Florida, and uh, the head of Disney, Bob Chapek. Um, Disney had, or I should back up a little bit, there was a law passed in Florida, colloquially called the Don't Say Gay bill. Um, At first, Disney remained relatively silent. They started having walkouts and other major problems, attendance issues, etc. And so, they issued some statements saying that they felt that it was wrong, that it needed to be repealed, and saying that they were pausing all financial donations uh political donations in the state of florida mr desantis took deep umbrage to this allegedly um the trick being that uh, there's some amount of alleging that no no we're not actually targeting disney we're just targeting all of the special districts that were incorporated before 1968 which is six districts out of the over a 1,000 that exist, the special districts, that is. Um, but for those of you who don't know, Disney World is a massive, massive property, way bigger than what is developed for is guests. Is it big? It's pretty darn big. Um, and uh, as part of that, there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to exist. It also happens to straddle two counties, which would make a lot of that quite complicated. So back in 1967, Walt Disney uh, corporation went and worked with the state of Florida to create a special district called the Reedy Creek improvement district, which functions as a de facto County, but reports directly to the state. Um, it made it so that Disney could privately fund all of that infrastructure, make sure that there was a way that they could move through approvals quickly and easily, but it also took tax burden off of the residents of the state who would be paying for a lot of infrastructure into the middle of a huge amount of private land. Fast forward to now. Governor DeSantis and the Republicans of the Florida Senate uh, put together some bills in a special session that are trying to revoke the special status of that district, um, essentially reverting it to the state and county organizations. This is problematic for a few reasons. The first is there are already laws on the books that say the majority of people within a special uh, of representatives of a special district must vote to dissolve their district in order for it to be dissolved, even by legislative action. Um, But beyond that, Disney, like pretty much every other government on the planet, has funded the vast majority of the public works in the Reedy Creek Improvement District by bonds. If the district is dissolved outright, all of those bonds would revert to the state level. This is over a billion dollars in bonds outstanding. The estimates are saying that for the, the residents of Florida, taxes would increase somewhere between $600 and $1,000, which is substantial. But the other thing that's important to note there is that the Reedy Creek, Reedy Creek Improvement District, even though it is a governmental entity, is backed by Disney The good faith and credit of Disney, which means that if there was any reason that those bonds would default, Disney would normally be on the hook for that. And so there's a degree of reporting that has to go onto their balance sheets that shows that they are liable if those things default. Essentially, it's saying, hey, Disney, have a billion dollars on us. We're going to bill everybody in the state $600,000 a year more to make up for it. Um, Yeah, so... Oh, and we might not actually be able to do it. And if it does actually go through at the tail end of next year, both Orange and Osceola counties have the authority to appoint their own special district anyway. There's a lot of weirdness. Um, The biggest thing to take away from all this is that it is primarily political theater. You're not actually sticking it to anybody except the citizens of Florida by going through this action. And if there is something else that is actually sticking it to Disney here... I have yet to see it, find it, hear about it, read about it. So, um, the only thing that becomes more annoying is, again, the process of working with two different counties plus the state to try to get infrastructure projects through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to talk too much more about it. I just took a very long time, but there's your high level overview. Again, not <coughs> legal advice, armchair lawyer. But uh, it's interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. And uh, yeah, lots of weirdness going on down south. Uh, Dan, all right. Well, it is Star Wars Day, and with that,
1: the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer dropped. The new Not trailer, a... the second trailer. Well, the previous one is a teaser. This is an official trailer. That's fair. Not only does it show a young Luke Skywalker, a uh, Lars, and a and Darth Vader himself, it has, mm. makes an appearance in this trailer. Yes. So, uh, Hayden Christensen is returning as lord vader uh ewan mcgregor of course is obi-wan once again and they've got this looks like a really high budget series i mean uh book of boba fett looked a little low budget after the mandalorian looked pretty high budget and we're back to a high budget um Mm. there are some rumors that this is disney's last attempt that to really make something solid even though i feel like they have been with the TV, you know, the Disney Plus series, um, but we'll just see how well this goes. It is only a six-episode series, so we're only getting six. It's a limited episodes. series. Yep. So just but, know that.
2: But the story of Obi Wan is almost is almost like that of the Titanic because yeah. we already know when he's going to die. We already know like where yeah. his story ends. Yeah. And where it continues as a Force ghost and all that stuff. Yeah. When uh, what was
1: what was your reaction when you saw the trailer though? Oh, it looks awesome. It looks amazing. I am, you know, the more I watch the trailer and the teaser trailer, I am a little bit bugged about the Grand Inquisitor. Okay. Know, he, the head. But I, I, I'm hoping I can just buzz past it because we've already seen this race in episode three and they look right and he just looks off. I'm hoping I can just ignore that because the rest of it's going to be awesome, but it is starting to bug me. You know, like some of the other people have stated, but that's, if that's my only gripe, then we're good. We're solid. Yeah. And, yeah,
2: listen, and, and let's, the, let's be clear. Oh, go ahead, Alton. You
0: go. The, oh, I was just cracking a joke anyway. The Dark Side has cookies. So logically, canonically, it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I was also going
2: to make a joke in the form of end crawlers. Just understand, we're not here to body shame the Inquisitor. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the, I, I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I have one other thing, but make up. Uh I was super stoked to see after Joel Edgerton reprising his role as Owen Lars. Yeah, uh, I'm um, super yeah. glad that they got him. And uh I don't I don't know about you guys, but like no joke, I had intense chills run down my spine and yeah. goosebumps down my skin two or three times while I was watching yeah. that trailer and I have not had chills like that since I saw previous Star Wars trailers. Like no yeah. joke. It was so good.
1: Well, it definitely, it feels like a, a a movie trailer. It does, and mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a movie out of this six part are, series. No. It's, it's 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 a movie broken into six parts. I really think that's what it is. Uh, this um, is to
2: Star Wars as the nineteen ninety miniseries The Stand was to Stephen King, right? Like, it's going to be a six part series, an hour an hour ish per episode. We're going to have a six-hour movie out of this. The cinematic qualities in the trailer alone are just gobsmacking. Absolutely excited and thrilled to see this. I I have every optimistic belief
1: that this is going to be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my last item, for those of you heading to Disney World, because we already talked about Disney World, uh, effective today, uh, because you know media went out to check this out. So this summer, with the... Disney Parks Magic Band Plus, you can go r- running around Disney World taking out bounties, just like the Mandalorian. Oh. So, nice. Yeah.
2: Oh, I can't wait to slam an actor in a door.
1: Yeah, The so, Magic um... Band Plus is a wearable device that connects to aspects of the Disney Park and the Disney Experience app, uh, so you'll be able to go do things throughout the park. You'll, you'll have bounties and stuff like that you'll get to pick up. Now how fun or interesting this is going to be i'm not 100 sure but you know you'll get assigned to hunt down someone in the park and collect your bounty so there'll be a few weird species and assortments of members of the galaxy scum and villainy you'll get to track down oh but, yeah um, oh yeah yeah so the magic band plus will blink a lovely jedi green and turn uh, a nasty red sith if you get too far away so the closer you cool. get, it gets turns green and it goes red. So it's pretty much, you know, uh, yep. What was that game where it's like hot, cold, hot, hot yeah, yep, cold, hot and cold? Yes, hot, hot and cold. cold. Hot and yeah, cold. cold. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, no, you got
2: it. You <laughs> so, it. Yeah. So, so when does that come with you? host is gold. They
1: do come in different, you know, designs and flavors. But uh, you know, it might be kind of cool to try out. But I, I don't know. Yeah when does that go live uh this summer so okay so effective as of uh memorial weekend so
2: fantastic
1: yeah and 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 the more bounties you collect the higher the rank you get so you start out as a rookie Yep. gotta catch them all yeah but the thing that i just kind of reading through is the one thing that is a little annoying is to get a new mission, you have to go back to the guild job board. So is that a virtual job board? Because, I mean, you'd think it would be considering it's Star Wars. Uh, and considering the size of the park. Yeah. Or is it a physical place? So I don't know. It doesn't really say much on there beyond that. but
2: Well, here's hoping they integrate with the already pretty well done mobile app. Yeah. The mobile but, app for uh, Batuu. Yeah. So the mm.
1: original... Bands cost at thirty bucks, so they don't know if that's going the price is going to increase on those because now you have this new feature. So
0: As somebody who's very interested in modding themselves, I've I've long contemplated getting a magic band uh implanted in my hand. Love yeah. it. And uh it's actually pretty interesting that that's a whole other side quest to this I episode. Once, but
2: I once had a student who had an ARFID implanted in his wrist and then he synced it to his student um, security badge to get into the closed campus. And so he just waved his wrist wherever he had to go. And that's how he got in.
0: Yeah. The magic band tech is actually complicated, uh, but it's really, really cool. Um, It it enables a lot of really cool things around the parks and uh, definitely encourage people to go check it out. Uh, Especially it sounds like this could be an upgrade to the already existing stuff within the data pad. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Part of Hasbro's live stream for May the 4th, uh, they're releasing a Black Series Obi-Wan lightsaber, which is a replica of the one being used in the new uh, Disney Plus series. Mm -hmm. I did see
2: a picture for that. um, And the truth is, I will not be able to collect every lightsaber until I'm a wealthy, wealthy man. Yeah. But once I'm a wealthy, wealthy man, I will collect every lightsaber. Yes.
1: So, there it is. There's our news, folks.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, All right. Know, Go ahead. May the 4th is a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, I think that we should probably talk about some May the 4th stuff today. Yes. I did want to share one more thing from my from my work today that made oh. me very excited. Oh. Because we, we may or may not have launched a series of dice inspired by space wizards, but not <laughs> uh, legally inspired by... For legal purposes, not inspired by any official canonical thing. Um, they're really, really cool. And, uh, I've got a set for each of you that I'm going to bring by, but, uh, they have been going gangbusters. I just got a message. <laughs> so, uh, we might be running out, which I don't feel super bad about. They're that really nice. Awesome.
1: I want to, that's cool. I want an official space
0: wizards set. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It was a good time. We, uh, anyway, but, uh, but yeah, May the 4th is a beautiful, beautiful day. A day of remembrance, of care, of life, of being together. And uh, with that, we've got to do something really, really neat. Mr. Krebs, why don't you introduce us? So today, I challenged each of
2: my co-hosts here to come up with a prompt to discuss something, some aspect of Star Wars, and we do not know what each other's prompts are at this time. My prompt for you, my my favorite gentleman, you know... Uh, I have I, I am not as well-read as either of, of you two. I'm just not. I'm a slower reader, and I didn't read as much when I should have. So I'm just not as well-read. But in the 90s, I found, read, and fell in love with the Timothy Zahn Continuation Trilogy. As I understand it, those books were based on George Lucas's original treatment for Episodes 7, 8, and 9. Very different than what we got in recent history, of course. But I've often wondered and even fantasized about how would we make those into a movie. Imagine for a moment that we have been tasked with casting a new trilogy, a new 7, 8, and 9, based entirely on the Timothy Zahn novels. We are asked to use current uh, actors to fill in the roles of Luke, Leia, Han, Lando, and of course, Admiral Thrawn. So, think about it for a moment. Who would you cast in the roles of those five individuals? So, Lando
1: automatically Donald
2: Glover. I think that's low-hanging fruit, and I can totally get behind it. It it is low-hanging
1: fruit. He's already played him. He did a fantastic trail of him. I mean, voice and everything. Spot on.
2: I think we also know where we land on Luke Skywalker.
1: Uh, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan, a million percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he looks like he looks like him. Um, now this is where we have to deviate from who who's been casted. Um, I was not a fan of who they casted for Han in Solo. Um, I thought he did an acceptable job. I thought he did an okay a okay job. He did a decent job. I don't feel like he was Han Solo, and I know that's that those are big pants to take over from Harrison Ford. I admit that fully, but. This is where I struggle with it. Um, Because if I remember my math right in in the storyline, Han Solo is only five years younger than Anakin Skywalker. He is reasonably older than Luke and Leia. That's the
0: case.
2: Yeah, Um, I didn't realize that, to be honest.
1: uh, Let me just double check. Uh, Age, Han Solo
0: compared to Anakin, age. I mean, it would it would kind of make sense based on the timeline of what we're seeing at the end of Solo with Maul. That's going to be at least three years for Maul's death plus five years of age. Oh wait a minute! Okay. On it like sixteen, seventeen. That seems about right. So
2: what are we saying in terms of nope. age?
1: No, I'm, I'm 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 looking at this. So Han is ten years older than the twins. So I have this backwards. So so that makes it so they're they're eighteen. So he's twenty-eight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So okay. that would put him.
2: So we need someone who's like closer to forty by this time.
1: And then Anakin is forty-one. Hmm. Uh, let see so in episode four anakin is 41 okay so i was wrong um on on the age He's still That's okay significantly older yeah mm-hmm. so so there is i
2: realize this is kind of dangerous territory but years ago in fact back in 2008 there was a wow. youtuber named mm-hmm. anthony ingruber who had a who bore a striking resemblance to a young 1977 Harrison Ford and uh, his picture you voice... have up I'm looking
1: at him like yeah he he looks kind of like Indy
2: yeah and his voice is really close too like like you, you know that concept of like because the world has such a large population somewhere in the world there's someone who looks exactly like you uh this is that for a young Harrison Ford. And in fact, there was a movie called The Age of Adeline, I think it was. And in the movie, yeah, The Age of Adeline, uh, starring uh, Ryan Reynolds' wife, Blake Lively. And uh, they used Anthony Ingruber as a flashback Harrison Ford because Harrison Ford is in that movie as well. And here's a picture for those of you who who are on the Zoom, which is just the three <laughs> of us. But I, I have a picture up here for my co-host. Tell me, honestly, like looking at... at Harrison Ford and Anthony Ingruber, what is your take on that?
0: Yeah, he's a flat-open D-mouth, so a nice, smooth, curved lower lip, straight upper lip. The noses are not quite right, but Harrison's is a little bit more bulbous, but they're similar-sized, which means that a small prosthetic or a digital bump would be more than enough to get you there.
1: I don't know. I mean, they're close, but I... And yeah,
2: I, I encourage you, go find Anthony Ingruber on YouTube. Anthony Ingruber does not endorse this show. And watch his videos and just see what you think, because uh he is an aspiring actor. He he got into Age of Adeline as a young Harrison, but then like after that, he was never tapped again. I would be willing to explore him as a possibility for Han Solo. Interesting. And I do mean that, like like a possibility. Like, I'm not locking him in. So we hmm. might want to come up with like an alternative. But I think... He See, might do well.
0: Harrison Ford is the hardest to recast. That is like the absolute Han truth. Solo is, as Dan said earlier, so definitively Harrison Ford. Yeah. That it is. That is a super super tall order. But yeah. I will say I do have a very popular name who I think would make a really good throng. Oh. I've got I've got two options I've depending on our more. timeline. So, so, real
1: quick, I'm going to jump back. So, I found mm-hmm. the official thing. So, there we go. Anakin is nine years older than
0: Han.
2: Anakin is nine years older than Han. And, and 10 Anakin, years older than the
0: twins. And, and, yeah,
1: and, and, that lines up. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that lines up. Yeah. So, okay. So, go with your, your, <laughs> your throne.
0: Okay. So, I've got two options. Um, one, if we are wanting somebody who looks a little more aged under the mask. I do think that Ian McKellen could actually, sorry, Ian McKellen, excuse me, could play a really good throng as a traditional character actor um, who is really good at the fundamentals of delivering deep drama. If you've never seen his lecture on how to present Othello, uh, do so. It is amazing. Um, But... Uh, the other one, who is very popular, and I know that the initial instinct may be to reject him, but I think would make an excellent Thrawn, is Benedict Cumberbatch. That's actually I, my list. I really hate shoehorning Cumberbatch into so many things just because he's Cumberbatch. But, in this case, I think that it would be an excellent match.
2: I don't blame you for those. I'm going to I'm going to suggest a couple of others as alternatives. So I, have, I have one
1: more. So oh, I have go a- ahead. Go ahead, Daniel. So Benedict was my was my number two. Mm-hmm. My number one that I would cast would be Wayne Pingram that played Scorpio Scorpius in Farscape. Oh, what an excellent choice! Because he he's got the very definitive cheekbones and lined up. Um, I have
2: to look him up right now because I'm kind of curious what his age is these days.
1: Well, I mean, and he he he's who they had in uh, Revenge of the Sith at the very end as as. Um, as the, um, oh, what's his freaking name? Tarkin is Tarkin. We just mm. need to put some. He's the one who stood
2: on. in for Tarkin. Yeah, I in think was episode that was Somebody else.
1: No, it was him for episode three. Um, well, crap. But for the Rogue One, it was diff- someone different. Yeah. Wayne pygram Yeah, yeah. there he is. Um, if you, and, you look know, at his face structure, he's got those very definitive cheekbones and everything that we see in all the images of. Of Thron put some blue makeup on him, and I think he'd do very well because so, he has that villain persona. You know that's not him.
2: wrong. My, I, I think my only concern is that he's going to turn sixty three this year, so he's in his sixties, but that's not terrible. No, Um and and I, I think
1: he's, I think he's a good candidate. I like that choice. I like that choice. But see, the thing is, is we, you know, we don't know Thron's true age, and because they are Chiss you know, they could be long-lived and he, you know if he's still in decent shape which it looks like he ha- he's continuing he might to be, be yeah i yeah. think that mm-hmm. it could work
2: you know i could i could get behind that i i like him as an actor anyway and i'd love to see yes. him get more work period um do you guys have any other suggestions for throwing because i have a couple i want to throw out
1: sure let's hear them
2: all right so uh my first pick is jason isaac's who played father melfoy oh, oh, in yeah. harry potter.
1: That would be an awesome mm. choice too. I agree. I, th-
2: I think he would slay I mean, that role. He
1: is the voice of the the grand inquisitor in, in Rebels. So, yeah, he could totally do that.
2: Hmm. I did not way. know that. See, here's my problem is I've never <laughs> I've never seen the Rebel cartoons. I've never seen the uh, Clone Wars cartoons. I need to catch up and I just haven't done it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jason Isaacs was the voice of the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels.
0: See, I'm just generally garbage awesome. at actors. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And again, someone he has very he he has the face, he has the yeah. persona. He definitely could do that.
2: And the other person I would suggest for this, and I still think I like Jason Isaacs better, but in terms of pulling off that like imperious, regal aspect, the all-knowing, sort of like imposing presence, um, I think Joseph Fiennes, not Ray Fiennes, Ray Fiennes played Voldemort. Uh, Joseph Fiennes played Will Shakespeare in the movie Shakespeare in Love. And we haven't seen him in many things in recent history, but he is a stellar, poignant actor. And I think that if Jason Isaacs turned it down, Joseph Fiennes might be the next person I tap to see what he can do. All right, so, so, so that takes care of Luke, Lando, potentially Han, although we should probably revisit that if we, if we have time. And mm. we have several
0: suggestions for Thrawn. What about Leia? zendaya of course who zendaya zendaya i don't have an answer oh Zend- you know they, they zendaya. just keep kind of like shoehorning her into uh a films fine Han uh, will, then... will be played by hugh jackman and Han will be played by zach efren <laughs> yeah here's here's the thing though, okay like she's actually not a bad actress it's just no, no, no. She's they a great keep actress. like trying to put her in for star power instead of actually like harnessing her it was one of the things that was disappointing to me about dune was it was like he, they kept whipping that horse of, yeah, she's in it. And then it was like, you got and then she's six lines.
2: But that's what the next movie is for. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, and, and you know what? Again,
2: I and I don't know if everyone agrees with me on this, and I, and I mean no offense to anyone with this opinion, but I'm trying to find actors that, as much as is possible, faithfully recreate what we saw in the original trilogy so that we can carry the characters <laughs> forward.
1: I, think, and I, I hmm. think a good choice would be Catherine Tabor. Catherine
2: Tabor. What, what? What do we? What do we know her in?
1: Um, oh, what is she? Uh, well,
2: she's that with a C or a K, K? voice.
1: Well, it, it's with the C. So she did the voice for uh, Padme Amidala in Clone Wars, but her. Mm. She looks. She looks like she'd be great. I mean, unfortunately, she's probably more of a voice actor than anything. Well, I mean, she it looks like she's shown up in some some other stuff.
0: But oh, she has are. the
1: look just looking at her, I could see her as Leia. You know, I it's not see... it's not Carrie Fisher, but she could look like Leia. I I don't disagree with
2: you on this one. Like I looking at, at her headshots and stuff right now, I she might be able to pull that off. I mean, she's not just a voice actor. Here's a picture of her obviously on oh, yeah, the show yeah. Or something. But... Yeah, I'm
1: starting to see that she's mm-hmm. done other things. But yeah. But yeah, uh, like and that's probably why she jumps out at me. You know that's um, not
2: a bad one, and that's not someone I I would have thought of because I just didn't know who she was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, this might be a tad on the nose, but what do you think of Natalie Portman?
1: Problem with Natalie Portman doing? She's already played Padme. I know. So and that's uh, Leia's mom. Yeah, I wouldn't want to bring her back in. Keira Knightley. Sorry.
2: I would go, I could go with either, no, no, you're fine. I could go with either Kira or Natalie with a little bit of facial prosthetics to kind of make the features match a little better without being campy, but just like bring it a little closer, a little rounder jawline, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else who might carry that same gravitas that Carrie Fisher did. Um, I, I would love to see Millie Bobby Brown in that role, except she's just too young. She's just too young.
0: Oh shoot! What's I think her name. Millie
1: Bobby Brown could, could, if she would be a good choice. Uh, I, she, I mean, she's not too young; she's eighteen now. That's the yeah. same age Carrie Fisher was. Well, true, but now, now we're like
2: past Return of the Jedi.
1: Yeah, she's she's
2: pregnant for the first time. She's married to Han. Oh yeah,
1: you know, and what you got? Sebastian Stan playing Luke. So yes, yeah, so we got to keep them in 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 line. They wouldn't bit, right?
0: match very well. Um, so. If if the voicing was right, how would you feel about Helen Hunt? No, I, I think, think she's she... just too old now.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: I think Ooh. she's just too old
1: now. I can't
0: do Helen. What would Hunt. Carrie say to that, Josh? Sorry. Oh,
2: she'd call me a misogynist and a pig, and then she, you know, we'd laugh, and she'd slap me, and we'd laugh again. Um, <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Watch out for my birthday. That's when you die." Anyway, um, oh, I forgot about that.
0: I'm yeah, sorry, Chris. She died. She died on my birthday. I'm, I'm digging up deep, deep harm here. Deep pain. Oof. Yeah. It's all good. It's
2: all good. Uh, may she lovingly rest in peace, and I mean that. Um, oh, you know what? Hang on. I'm gonna look up another actress just really quick. Uh, if you guys can think of anyone else, you let me know.
1: This um, one's gonna be probably the hardest one to be honest. Because, it is extremely
2: hard. She's an irreplaceable element.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of these actors are. I mean, because that's mm. all we've seen these characters as. Uh, yeah. And that's why, I mean, I think that's why Disney's struggling the way they are with trying to make additional films in that realm because these characters, I mean, we've seen comics and books, and all we've seen is Harrison Ford's face when it's been a you know when it's been han solo on a comic book cover on the book cover so um
0: yeah oh yeah and and beyond that it was just such lightning in a bottle anyway like really unknown actors generally with you know very distinct personalities coming through their characters yeah it makes it hard
2: it does um i didn't realize this is who it was because I was thinking of, like, oh, Velma from live-action Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. And it's Linda no, Cardellini. I, I, she could do it. And she, for those who don't know, Linda Cardellini played Hawkeye's wife in the Avengers yeah. films and in uh, Hawkeye, the show. Yeah. So No, she could well, – I think she could pull off a Leia. A I will say she's – you know, she's aged a bit now, but put her next to Sebastian Stan, little bit of, of glamour makeup on her. Not that much, actually. She's a beautiful woman. Uh, and yeah. I think she could make an amazing Leia. Yeah. All right. So it sounds like Sebastian sure. Stan, Linda Cardellini, uh, Donald Glover. And we're not really sure about Han yet, but we were talking about Anthony Ingruber. And I don't think we had anybody else for that. And then we had like a six pack of actors for Thrawn.
1: Okay. What if we did Michael Fassbender for, for Han? What if we did Michael Fassbender
2: for Thrawn?
1: Are you, we're trying to go to Han, and you keep throwing more people on the. You keep choosing pile. great villains. I know, I know. He could. Well, really it's because we need a
2: scoundrel, right? So you know what? Okay, Michael Fassbender. Let's think about this seriously for a second. As Han, uh, maybe because he's he's an amazing actor. I I can see him. The problem is, can he pull off the snark? can he, Like, it's really hard to wait, 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 wait. What about Kurt Russell's son, who played? Oh,
1: Wyatt Russell? Yeah, the
2: one who played like the, the... –
1: Well, that's actually – that would actually be funny because Kurt Russell was – He was going to play
2: that. Han, and then he got passed over yeah. for Harrison Ford. I, I yeah. forget who passed, yeah. At, or or Clint Eastwood's son would be a good choice.
1: Ooh, I, I I like Clint Eastwood's sons better. Yeah. So, okay.
2: All right. All right. So I think we have a couple of options. So, so let's move
1: Michael Fassbender to Thrawn, and then we'll put Clint Eastwood's son in for, for, I, think I, like uh, for I, I think I like him best for
2: that. I think I like him best for Han yeah oh dang guys all right well good job okay we took up a ton of time with that prompt i'm so sorry but um that was a good one and of course folks at home play play our home game uh who do you think we missed that we passed on that we should definitely consider for the cat for the casting of luke leah han um luke Leia, han lando and Thrawn, if we were to make the timothy Zahn trilogy all right my prompt is over i took way too much time for that I'm going to toss it over to Alton. Alton, my buddy, what Star Wars question weighs heavy on your mind?
0: Yeah, so, um, well, not really weighs heavy, but just something that's been uh, keeping me a little uh, nostalgic recently. Uh, I've been really enjoying the new LEGO Star Wars Oh, I'm so envious. A lot. Um, It is uh, super, super, super ambitious and comes with a whole bunch of weird glitches, but they did a couple of things really right um but hand in hand with that uh this is also the last game that's going to be produced under the exclusive license with this video game studio um the studio has handled all of the lego games um and uh is is now going to have non-exclusivity so what i wanted to ask is what are your favorite tongue-in-cheek interpretations of star wars like lego star wars games and lego star wars movies and the tv show and etc it can be something specific or it can be something more general
2: that's a great mr dan
0: what is what what's the silliest thing just tongue-in-cheek doesn't necessarily have to be silly but it's obviously poking fun in a loving way it's just easy
1: this would be a cartoon from my childhood oh tell me Droids. Oh, uh, it's it's one of the first places
2: we see Boba Fett. It was the, it was the first Star Wars cartoon outside of the Christmas special. Yes, and uh, and okay. it wasn't it, it wasn't like um it wasn't like a parody. It was honestly a cartoon spinoff, mm-hmm. and if I'm not mistaken, it had Anthony Daniels as the voice of C3PO.
1: Yeah, yep. Um, and probably had Kenny Baker too, but we but don't, we don't know. Uh... <laughs> Um, I mean, it was it. You go from seeing the movies, and this is a serious setting, and the cartoon was just goofy. It was hilarious. It was. um yeah. It was a car- a kids' cartoon, definitely. But it it's fun to watch, and you just sit there and go, "Oh wow, we that this was this was really a cartoon when I was a kid that we watched." But hey, <laughs> this is awesome. We still have three PO being three PO, and you know Boba Fett shows up. Writing some weird water <laughs> dinosaur thing. Not yeah. the mythosaur, the
2: aquasaur. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure
1: what it was called. I don't remember what it was called, but it's still something fun that you could tell it wasn't like this serious thing. Because, you know, mm-hmm. it got, eventually got to a point where Lucas, like everything had to add to the universe and his story, and this just didn't. So, yeah. But, it you was, know,
0: almost you convinced me to watch you you should watch it it's worth
2: it <laughs> it is worth a watch it is um
0: i'll have to eat it with sugar or i'll have to watch it while eating sugar cereal though or yes. else it just won't make contextual sense my brain won't know how to wire those in problems.
2: your pajamas anytime between 7 30 and 8 30 a.m on a saturday it's a deal uh i have a tie i have i have two that come to mind when i was a kid in elementary school and this went on i mean this went through elementary school i think i even saw it once in middle school in junior high there was a parody that came out not long after Star Wars, uh, 1977, that was called Hardware Wars, and they replaced, They did they did the whole story in a truncated fashion. They replaced all of the ships and the weapons and the with like common household hardware items, like an iron or a frying pan, or you like like all the or like power tools. They they did everything, and it was it was super cheesy and darn funny, at least for, you know, my elementary sense of, of humor. <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
2: And then in more recent history, although now it's like, gosh, going on 20 years old now, I think. Uh, thumb Wars by Steve Odekirk.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Uh, Steve Odekirk made a series of thumb movies, my favorite of which is The Blair Thumb, and a close second is Thumb Wars. And then Bat Thumb. Uh they what he did was he he they made sets and props and costumes for their thumbs, where the thumbs were the characters. They superimposed eyes and a mouth, no nose, and then they did ridiculous nonsense. Now it's really juvenile humor, to be honest with you. It's very junior high, early high school type humor. Oh, but gosh. there are so yeah. many darn funny jokes in there, and a couple of like really mm. thoughtful ones. There was a scene where you know they go to save Princess Leia, the the thumb version, and they're all running through the Death Star, and they never resolved how she was rescued. And she comes onto the screen and she goes, "I escaped somehow," and then they just keep going. Like it's yes. it's just very funny. They know what they're doing, very tongue in cheek. Uh, and so I highly recommend Thumb Wars by Steve Otokirk.
1: So so let's put it yeah. in, in this fashion. So we have the Phantom Menace. Well, the Thumb Wars version of that is the Phantom Cuticle. It's the Phantom Cuticle. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, And you can actually get the whole all-thumb collection remastered in 4K. What?
2: Yeah. They did not film it in 4K. No. (laughs) I think it was still 4x3, to be honest with you. Uh, I have every Thumb movie I've been able to find including the God Thumb, Godfather, and Thumb Matrix. Um, they, th- I got every single one of them that I could uh, when they came out. So, yes, highly recommend Thumb Wars, and uh, you should tell us what you think about it. Alton, what about so, you? Yeah. Well, um, I
0: absolutely agree with you guys, first okay, off.
1: One on second. I, I just looked this up. There is a Thumb War for every Star Wars episode, all Wait, the way what? up to nine. What? Yeah. I didn't well, know now that. I got to go watch Bum the Wars new ones. Nine, the Thighs of Skyskipper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
0: then. Yeah. Well, then. Yeah.
2: Uh, I need to get all of them because I know they'll be terrible and I will love every minute of it.
1: Yeah. I'm just looking here. I'm like, oh, my God. Did you, did you they, find they it on Amazon? Like, uh, uh, I'm. I just. Yeah. I'm just looking uh, for videos in that uh, with YouTube and that. And they, they have the
0: trailers for them. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. So I have I have in addition to agreeing with what you guys have said so far, I have a few other honorable mentions that I want to make sure to bring Please up. Please do. First, Chad Vader Day Shift Manager, which oh is a YouTube God. deep cut.
1: Yeah, Chad Vader. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Love that. Um I, I miss Chad Vader. You're absolutely it's, right. it's beautiful in its
2: own way. It, and it's like a um, whole like series of shorts on YouTube, right?
0: Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, there's like three seasons or something like that. I forgot about Chad Vader. That is a great choice. Yeah, it makes me quite happy. Um, I've also, in a similar vein, though it is considerably more crass, uh, Auralnauts, A-U-R-A-L-N-A-U-T-S, has done some parodies of Star Wars that are quite funny. Uh, Guilty pleasures of mine. Um, Similarly, there's... uh, a few different TV shows that have done their own parodies that I've really liked. The Phineas and Ferb uh, interpretation of Star Wars was excellent. I absolutely love it. Um, the Family Guy interpretation of Star Wars are some of the only episodes that I actually enjoy. <laughs> That's so true, though. Um, uh, uh, but the one that will always take it home for me that is its own beautiful kind of guilty pleasure are the Robot Chicken episodes, <laughs> which I know is like a very pop answer. No, no. But they're funny. Dude, if it's... And they get me. Th- th- that is the right
2: answer. If they're hilarious and they get you, then that is the right answer for this
0: prompt. So, yeah. But all of those things are things that I would highly recommend checking out. And, uh, you know, worst comes to worse, if you really just want to poke fun at it, there's always uh, Spaceballs. So. Classic, classic. Uh, Mr. Dan, we don't have a ton of time left, What was there something that was on your mind? As long as we can go to ludicrous speed now. <laughs> Let's go plaid. <laughs> yes. They've gone to
1: plaid! Uh, I'm going to make mine pretty simple because we don't have a lot of time. Uh, so it's really simple. If you were to be a a character, not, not a specific character, but a class of character mm. in the Star Wars universe, what would you be? Would it be a Jedi, a Sith, a bounty hunter, a scoundrel, a mercenary, a politician, you know, some punk wow. living on the streets. That's a good uh, question. What?
0: A low-ranking you, member of Serica Corp. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or, or,
1: you know, a Genocian, <laughs> Not a queen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what would it be? A separatist, you know? Ooh. There's so many options because it is a vast galaxy. And what planet would you reside on? Oh, that's that's all good questions.
0: Mm. So, for me, the question of where I would reside is actually easy to resolve. Funnily enough, we were talking about this before the show. And uh, most importantly, I don't particularly like Episode 8 for many reasons that we've discussed sure. many times. Sure. There are yeah. a lot of easy ways that I could see to fix Episode 8 and Episode 9 into something that uh, could be even better better than what it is that could be more meaningful to the franchise and um not just be directors catfighting with each sure. other in my opinion again it's maybe a little harsh to say it that way but it's how i'm feeling um however as i've been playing through the lego star wars game which i've really been enjoying they have a whole open world level set on cantonica mm. which is where canto bite the casino in episode eight is and I got to say they set the whole thing at night and you wander these beautiful tall streets. And, um, up until I played Lego star Wars, my answer would have been Naboo, but now it's uh Cantonica. Um, as long as it was some, uh, interpretation of, of what we see in Lego star Wars, um, hand in hand with that though. Um, I, uh, I, I, I really love the idea of being part of the Jedi order, but I would want to be a light side or gray force user who was not a Jedi. I like that. Um, I think that there are some advantages there that help keep life in a little bit more balance but that also enable some really interesting adventures to happen all on their own. I like Mr. Krebs. I like
2: that a ton. I have, I have two thoughts. Um, And and to be honest with you, like, I think for me personally, I've always wanted to be a Jedi um, much like Jedi Luke, as opposed to Jedi Yoda. Right. But, um, Mm. but I feel like, I feel like I should stretch myself on this a little bit more. And so I was thinking about possibly being a force sensitive fighter pilot for the rebellion uh i realize that means i will most likely get blown up at some point but i would love to fly an x-wing an a-wing i would love to don't give me a b-wing but if you do okay fine whatever but um i would love to to go into dogfights with force sensitivity and with that sort of like brash um that the brash uh boastful attitude that most fighter pilots have to have to a certain degree right but my second mm. choice, if I couldn't be that or if I wasn't that, then I would love to be a sexy Twi'lek male in Garza Whip's club. Garza <sighs> Whip is Jennifer Beal's Twilight character in Boba, Book of Boba Fett. I, yeah. and, and it's because I want to be on her team. I want to be next to Jennifer Beal's as a Twi'lek.
0: You know, I could see you making good Twi'lek, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. It's. uh, it's, We ought to work on that this summer. I think get you a nice headpiece made up and just go for it.
2: And that's like ten percent of the way there. And then I just got to work on the other ninety percent, where I have to be a sexy Twilight. So you know, so we just got to you know put in all the effort to uh, Hmm. to become you know better. All right, cool. Fair enough.
0: Uh, (laughs) And Daniel. All right. Well. No, no, no. You didn't answer your own question. I know. He's okay, I thought you were about to know. go out. I'm like, don't go don't out know. on us. No. We gotta hear this.
1: Uh, so, the planet that I'd most likely want to be on is Dantooine. Well, oh, I forgot what the planet. You're right. Mm. Go on. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't that, it would be Onderon. Those would be my two choices. I mean, of course, I'd love Mandalore, but <gasps> yeah, I, that, that seems like low-hanging. Uh, I'd people.
2: want to be from Yavin, by
1: the way. Yavin 4 yeah. specifically. Um, However, i really want to be a prime Jedi. And mm. that's before the schism where the, you know, the prakt- they used both light and dark. Yeah. Then mm, there was yeah. that belief of, no, we can't do that. And then, you know, the, the us- users of the dark side left and went to Koroban. Um I think that would be really interesting to be a character of that in that time era where you can use both light and dark. And there's no, there's not this weird shame and guilt that we see in the, the, the later Jedi dogma, uh, where, you know, you can't have attachments. You can't have all these things because it leads to the dark side. Um, prior to that, they didn't have those things. And it would be really interesting to have that mentality and be in that culture where those aren't limitations. And use of the dark side can be beneficial and can be used at the same time i mean we know for a fact that uh mace windu is a practitioner of both light and dark which is why he has the purple saber um he just uses it to the benefit of the light side. wasn't it also kiati
2: mundi or at least another of his race because they have two brains they can compartmentalize Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah so it would be so it's possible we've seen that we've also seen where there have been characters that have gone to the dark side and come back you know Darth Revan is one of those Vader is one of Close. those we, Luke is one of those in the thron tri- uh, not, not the throne trilogy um what is the other trilogy Ooh it's shortly after Jedi uh I don't know that has the clone emp- uh, the clone Well the no,
2: clone emperor is the throne trilogy
1: No there's another there's one another one there is another one Yeah where Luke falls a to dark the dark saber? side and they- No we'll have to look <sighs> it up we'll look it up mm. My brain yeah. has just forgot it. But anyways, he, he gets Emerald Force Lightning. Uh, not the same as the normal Force Lightning the Emperor has. But there there are countless Jedi out there that have fallen to the dark side and returned.
2: Yeah. Um, and of course, Revan, I,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, I mentioned him early on. But it, it's, yeah, that's just something that's always interested me. To be that type of a Force user where... There isn't. Oh, the dark side, the light side. You can use both. Yeah. Uh, but use it wisely, just like any other tool out there. I mean, if you have a sword, it's still a tool. It doesn't kill anyone. You know.
2: Uh, you know, there's a it's reason how for, you use it. There's a reason for the expression. Yeah. It cuts both ways, which we often say is yeah. a
1: double-edged weapon or a double-edged sword, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And I think I think the force is the same it way. Is. So that's what I would. I would really like to be now. If it was okay i have to stick within the realm of what it is now um i know it's kind of i, I would really like to be a jedi mandalorian which would be it's only happened once mm-hmm. but that would be really That'd be cool. really hot no so, mm-hmm. yeah
2: well who knows what grogu so, will grow up to be right yeah <laughs> all right yeah who knows and with that that is that is our topic matter For Star Wars Day,
0: may the 4th be with you. Mm -hmm. And if you're still with us at the end of the episode, thank you. All three of us are quite out of it, but it was important to us to celebrate the day with you. Star Wars is so important to us, and we know it's important to many of you too, so thank you for being with
2: us. Also, there is an important shout-out that I meant to throw at the beginning of the episode. I totally spaced it, which is appropriate for May the 4th. I would like to wish... A very happy birthday to friend of the show, Jared Seach. Jared Seach is amazing in that at a very young age he he earned some renown and some recognition directly from Lucasfilm for his like he won an award from yeah, Lucasfilm. He won an award from Lucasfilm for his Star Wars fan films. And he was making these at like the age of fourteen. Uh, and he's, uh, mm-hmm. he's a very, he's, he was very successful in that endeavor and coincidentally, if not, you know, via destiny, he was born on May the 4th. Could yes. not ask. He's one of the biggest Star Wars fans I've ever met. You could not ask for a more perfect birthday for such a swell Star Wars fan and great friend. Jared Siege, happy birthday, brother.
1: Yep. Uh, and yeah, you can take Go out and search for it. It's still out there, um, and you can uh, check out that film. Funny enough, the main, the main female actress in that film is now his wife. Yes, but, yes. So, folks, it's that time. You know, it's it's not a galaxy far, far away because we'll be back next week. Uh, however, you know, as always, we encourage you to reach out to us. Let us know what you like let us know what your favorite star Wars movie is or character or who would you cast in the Thrawn trilogy? Uh, We want to hear from you. And more importantly, please come back. Just keep coming back. We enjoy talking to you. We enjoy doing the show for you. Tell your friends, your family, everyone, you know about this amazing show called dungeon crawlers, because we keep putting out amazing, fantastic content. Uh, we like having uh, authors and game designers uh, come to you. Uh, we're working on some really cool stuff. There may be some content coming soon from you, uh, video content coming soon from Gen Con and other mm-hmm. cool places. So, um, But remember, whether you like Star Wars or Star Trek or Doctor Who or Kroll or Dune or any other science fiction film out there, or fantasy film because if I don't throw that up, there's going to be some Star Wars fans going to knock <laughs> me up beside the, the head. It's fantasy. Um, it's okay. It's okay to like what you like, and if you don't like Star Wars, that's fine too. We'll still love you. But that's I don't true. know. I, I, no, I'll just bite my tongue. I'll, I'll just bite my tongue on the Star the Star Trek <laughs> comment.
0: But anyways, with that said, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, And dungeon crawlers, remember, tuning in is far easier than traveling twelve parsecs. But uh, whatever it takes, tell your story, whatever may come.
2: And also, please know that the podcast will be with you always.
0: And always remember to be epic
2: and don't suck. Remember, the Force will be with you always.